56, verse 8. Psalm 56, verse 8, and there we read God's word in our text. Thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle, are they not in thy book? Thus far. It speaks about David's tears and wandering. David's tears and wandering. Four points. Firstly, the way he goes. Secondly, the comfort he experiences. Thirdly, the privilege he requires. And fourthly, the blessing he receives. David tears and wanderings. First of all, the way he goes. Because he confesses it himself, my wanderings. Which ones? Secondly, the comfort he experiences. Thou tellest my wanderings. Thou, O Lord, tellest them. Three, the privilege he requires. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. And we conclude with the blessing he receives. Are they not in thy book? That's also making a confession. He knows. He believes. He has a faith that they are in the book of the Lord God. Again, David's tears and wandering. The way he goes. The comfort he experiences. The privilege he requires. And the blessing he receives. Who David is? That question isn't quite an easy, easy one, isn't it? He's king. Or not yet. He has been hunted by Saul. Saul is at this moment still the king of Israel. And although the Lord promised that David would become the king, it's not God's time. And it's hard to accept. My time is most of the time the best time. But to become in agreement with God's time, that causes to become troublesome. That causes resentment, in a sense. And that's exactly what happened also in the God-fearing person, the God-fearing man, but also a sinner, David. So again, David is a God-fearing person, and still he is a sinner, asking for God's guidance, asking for God's comfort in the midst of all the, all the troubles and the struggles, and then to wait until it's God's time. But David is tired. Being haunted by Saul. And we are, we have some understanding. Who of us doesn't recognize these things? I'm done with being haunted. Then I try to find my escape being haunted. To lay it aside, to left it behind me. And it's exactly the reason of this poem, of this psalm. Because, beloved friends, he expresses himself in that, in the difficult words at the head of this psalm, 
to the chief musician, that's that poem, that song, that song, upon Jonath, Elam, Richokim, Michtam. It means something like the silent pigeon of the far off ones. He is far away from what? From being obedient to God. Being obedient. So it's also a confession that he was discontentful, that he was not in agreement with God's time, God's leadings in his life. Yes, he was anointed, anointed by Samuel as king. But now to wait, now to wait. Then I need to take the time. And because he felt himself defenseless, without having refuge, he fled for Saul, seeking for rest by the heathens, by the Philistines. And that's how it went. Was it God's way? No. Was it God's leading? No. It was David's leading. And we can, of course, pray unto to the Lord. We can ask for his guidance and still making our own decisions. How do you know that you are obedient and not making your own decisions and by making your own decisions still use, make use of the Lord's name? How do, do you know? Well, the Lord knows how to deal with his child, the future king of, of Israel. For sure he does. Because he went to the Philistines, and we read the history of this in 1 Samuel chapter 21, and I will read you only verse 11. And I will read, And the servants of Achish said unto him, the king of the Philistines, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul hath slain his thousands, and David has his ten thousands, which causes the hatred to increase of, of King King Saul. Is that David by us, the Philistines? And then it happened, David became aware of the fact that they were talking behind his back, and he did awful things and had to go back to his country. And when he came back, he had to take his pen and had to write down how he felt. And the result, Psalm 56. An honest man. Nothing to hide. No pretension. And may I ask you, have you something to hide for your spouse, for your children, for your parents, for your relatives, for your siblings? Not for God. He has nothing to hide. He's without pretension. He's just open. And then he writes this psalm. How the Lord intervened and brought this man back to his country, making him aware that he was not obedient to God, but that he listened to his own desire, and his own desire became the only escape, and the only escape became his own way. And your own way could become a dead end road. And the Lord prevented from that.
So it's a confession about my wanderings. Mine. Nothing to hide. Made honest by the Lord. It's a result of grace, friends. Nothing to hide, eh? My wanderings. Are you proud, David, of your wanderings? He isn't. But he's not strong. He's not, it's not about health. It's not about wealth. It's not about temporal and daily things. It's a confession. And in his case, it's not the first one. And to go a step further, it will not be the last one too. But still it's making a confession about his own weakness, says plural. Not singular, plural. His own weaknesses. Can you stand that? Can you have it? No one can. Maybe some do, but go on on their own way, which they liked to go, and they go on. But can you stand it? My wanderings. There the Lord will find his people in their wanderings, gone astray. Will he bring them back? He did, in David's case. And then he takes his pen, and then he writes his song, this Psalm 56. My wanderings. David is lonely. Lonely. Why? Surrounded by friends, by siblings by his beloved ones, people who hold him in esteem and still lonely. Are there people who are lonely here? Maybe you are a widow, a widower, single. Are you lonely because you miss the presence, the countenance of the Lord? that feels lonely without any doubt and who will solve is it solved when i confess is it solved when my neighbor tries to encourage me no friends there's only one who can make it right that's the holy one to whom i transgressed to whom I've sinned. And that's this psalm. Thou tellest my wanderings. Thou tellest. Our second thought, the comfort he experiences. Still there is a comfort. Thou, to whom I sinned. Thou, who grants me comfort thou tellest thou knowest the pain the wanderings the loneliness thou knowest everything but also lord that life is not a fate but that thy hand is in all the circumstances providentially that's the word which I also used this, this morning, providentially. Thy hand is in, to be found in the ways of my life. And the ways of my life, could you become in agreement with also your wanderings? Or is it just a fate? Just, yeah, it comes as, as it is. And we have to take, his, take it as, as, as it is. No, 
thou, thou, the Lord, who is omniscient, who is a, the all-knowing God, David tells to us that the Lord reigns and not fate. Are you resisting your way? Are you resisting the waver in the Lord you have led? Are you how poor? Because it's not the fate. He reigns. He governs. And the, David knows with shame because at one side the Lord reigns and also reigned that he was haunted by Saul and on the other hand it seemed that David was the king and not the, the Lord God that he tried to take care for him himself and dare not to rely on God's care. That's in normal life, David's life, maybe your life, that's in general. But it tells me also about his spiritual life. Do you dare to rely on the Lord's leading, on his hand, on the way which he directs to go and to follow. David did not. And after doing so, he still can tell us. He, he wrote it down. Thou tellest my wanderings. Life is just more than suffering for, for he will not lay upon man for more than right, that he should enter into judgment with God. We read in Job 34, verse 23, life is more than suffering because it will become true, like we read in Hebrews 12, verse 6, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son which he receiveth. Scourging to make aware what is to be found even after grace was planted, after true saving faith was experienced, what remains here as a seed of evil. What still will be found there and to make me aware that grace is the greatest gift there is and that only the blood of God's Son purchased them from evil and will redeem them from eternal death and that only the obedience of Christ Jesus the, the Lord will save completely holy. Therefore, to make me aware time and again, it's so good to know that the Lord chastens me. It's against my flesh, making me aware that the ground where I stand on is not a solid ground, but that the ground of salvation is and will be and will remain to be the most solid ground there is because that is the work of the triune God. David is still experiences the comfort thou Lord thou knowest that I had to be scorched by ha haunted by Saul, that they had to flee to the Philistines, that I had to be brought low time and again. Otherwise, I use the word depending on thee, but it is without any experience. And now he scourges 
every sin which he receiveth. Because to become a child of God, that's something. But to act and to live accordingly, that's something else. Do you hear, hear me? The work of regeneration and conversion, and that conversion is a daily one, to turn back to, to the Lord, to look only and to rely only on the word, word, word of God. Friends, the wanderings, thou hast tellest them, thou hast known them, and it's good for me that I had to flee to the Philistines, and it's the same time as sin, but may I use also the discernment what is thy way and in thy favor and what is not thou tellest. Is this a sermon about a man, about his, his, his experiences? It's about David, I know. It's David's psalm. It's about David's life. It's about the history which we can find in 1 Samuel 21. But ultimately, no. I'm not a visiting minister just to come to you to tell you an awful lot about human beings. God-fearing people going astray and the Lord drew, draw them time and again. But I have come here to preach the only one, the anointed one, thou tellest, David's wanderings. But with due respect, friends, he has dealt, he tellest also the wanderings of Christ Jesus the Lord in New Testamentic perspective. He knows that also in all things, in all points tempted, like as we were are, yet without sin. He was tempted. David was tempted, and he gave in. But one was tempted, and he did not give in. He could stand Satan. He could stand the devil. He remained to be obedient towards his his father, and he was restless to grant rest, to give rest to the David, to the king, to the future king of Israel. He, he deserved to give the rest, and it costed him his own life. He is the surety, he is the mediator. He is the an intercessor. He is the Lord Jesus, God's only begotten Son. We read about him, about his wanderings. He confessed it to him himself. The foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but I have no rest. I have none. I have nothing to rest in, continually praying for restless people, continuing, continually being obedient in his wanderings on earth to deserve for them that they would receive rest, that they would receive the comfort he instead of them. David did not discern his comfort was more than what the Lord would like him to do. And therefore, instead of David, David's son, the true king, he was he could stand Satan. He was obedient, 
and not only expressing it, foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests. Yes, but it became true, even on the cross. He had no rest, he was tempted, he was scorched, and not the blood which was dripping was the salvation because he is not a martyr, he's a mediator. Even there he was tempted and he did not give in. He was the true one. He's the, he is the own, only one. And the Lord God tells his wanderings. And he could say at the end of his, his wanderings on the cross, it is finished. He did enough. He gave everything what was needed for salvation. He gave everything in his obedience to the law of, of, of God to give redemption, not for himself, but for those Davids. Do you have Davids here? Not by name, but in, in the heart, in, in the experiences. Restless to grant them rest, and they call, and they pray, like Augustine, restless is the heart, until it comes to rest in thee, O God. Until that it will become true is only because of Jesus the Lord. It's not in David. And dear friend, do you know something of the precious one, of the holy one, of Jesus, not by making confession just by your lips, not by using the proper expressions, not by quoting the proper doctrine, by, but do you know something that Christ Jesus was revealed to your heart after I had gone astray. I didn't flee to the Philistines, but you did to other different sins, and you gave in. Thou tellest my wanderings. Fortunately, happily, the Lord has seen the work of his beloved son, and he resurrected from the dead. The death had been swallowed up by his victory, and therefore sinners like David will be drawn from what? Maybe not the Philistines, maybe your materialism, maybe feasting, maybe whatever, to leave it behind, to hate the sin. Thou tellest my wanderings. That's a point in time, knowing that I have nothing to hide for, for, for God, but also that I may tell the Lord and make other people aware, and therefore we can read this psalm, that there is a Lord who knows ev everything, and the law and David is glad that, that the Lord knows ev everything. But there's even more. Also, the third point, the privilege he requires. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Put it, because I cried a lot. I wept, I wept, I cried, I was emotional. Of course, if you are bereaved, when you s stood at the graveside, some people cry 
others don't. It's not about the amount of, of, of tears. We all know, know that. You can also have tears without that the fact that you can see it, that other people can be aware but deep down you're hurt with hurt feelings. And it's the hurt feelings what I have done against the, the Lord. It's like mourning. Mourning about a beloved one. Mourning because the Lord became my beloved one. And I say it with the deepest respect. Mourning what I have, have done. And I cried a lot. I wept. And in those days, you, there were bottles, small bottles. And there they put the tears. And they tried to collect them in those bottles. And it's not about that habit, that custom. It's not a bottle, a small bottle. It's not just the tears. It's just figuratively telling us, Wilt thou remark them, Lord? Not count them, because I al already did count them. But wouldst thou mark them? Wouldst thou count them and put them in thy bottle? Because thou, thou knowest that it is not superficial. Thou knowest that it is not just a custom. Very emotional people can cry every day, maybe. But deep down mourning, missing God, that's something. Thou knowest, Lord, that it was not superficial that it was not being happy with my own missing, with my own emotions. And those people you meet with, they are glad with their own missing life. They are glad with their own misery. But it is not about being satisfied with, with my own misery like, like David. On the contrary, thou knowest, Lord, that there were also tears. Thou hast known it, that I for sure, wholeheartedly, sincerely have missed thee and still missed thee because of, of my, my wanderings. It's with my whole heart the dedication unto thee and therefore put thou my tears into thy bottle figuratively because friends the Lord has no bottle the Lord will not put tears in, 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 in a bottle that's impossible but figuratively speaking thou knowest the bitterness in those tears thou hast seen it thou knowest it Oh God, remember those tears. And we have also to admit many tears of David with self-pityness are not in God's bottle. That are, that are the superficial ones. But the true ones, put them in thy bottle, O oh Lord. And now my question do you have something to confess? Do you have something to mourn about? A bereavement? I don't know what, what it is to stand at the graveside of a spouse or even a child. I don't know what, what it is. But bereaved of God's presence. I cannot miss him. 
because when I have to miss him, then I have nothing left. And that's what's about here. The Lord knows that genuine tears which are poured out, he knows that they came out of all the heart, out of the heart of, of David. Who knows? May I ask, ask you, are there here who are awake at night when other people sleep, concerned and bothered about what they have done against God? And it's not a mystical life. It's not just about the very special things. Nothing to hide. But they tell they are also glad that there is an all-knowing God, the superficial tears and the true ones. And therefore put thou my tears into thy bottle. It's the expression, remember thou me. Remember thou me in thy mercy. Remember thou me also in the sense I believe. Help me in my unbelief. It's also expressing, Lord, be near to me. That dependent life, that's a Christian life. Not just like to read about it, but now to experience it. And friends, maybe it sounds as something impossible but it's so easy when the Lord comes he brings everything along also that you will become pure authentic to use such words to make this known unto him or do you like worldly lifestyle or do you like to remain superficial. It's cheap. It's nothing. It's worthless. Give me those Davids. But there is more than just telling what that the Lord could know what is going on in his heart, in his innermost feelings. It's about much more than that. Because he has salvation salvation not in David not in because of you and me he has salvation in his Christ the anointed one and that's what we hear in our fourth thought David's tears and wandering the way he goes the comfort he experiences the privilege he requires and now to conclude with the blessing he receives. Are they not in thy book? Are they not in thy book? The book of remembrance. Will the Lord remember? The Lord will. You know what? You, your sin, my sin. My transgressions, your transgressions. The Lord will remember. You forget. You try to forget. You try to get over those things. But the Lord will remember. The Lord will remember something else. In the life of those. Who have to miss him. And cannot miss him. And any longer. And that's the book of remembrance. But what is the balance of my life? What is the balance of all the experiences where you went through, child of God? What is the balance? At the end of the day, ultimately it's negative. There's a shortage because you sinned against the law of God and you sinned against grace, like David. There is no balance. And why 
expresses David that there still is a balance. Why? Because in that book of God is also the work of his son. That book, that's a book where the name of David is written. In that book is also the work of his Christ, of Jesus Christ the Lord. And because of that, David dared to ask. David dared to make us aware, are they not in thy book? my wanderings but it has been washed away my wanderings and in spite of my wanderings grace was replaced in thy book is also the work of the mediator and his meditorial work that he had overcome this world and that he received victory in thy book. In that book is written the name of, of David. And maybe, and a lot of people, many people, are asking, may I know, whether my name is written in the, thy book. But it is not about the fact that I need to know that, that my name is written in, in that book. It will be for sure the fact if Christ Jesus will reveal him himself and his eye is upon me, then my eye will be upon him. Then there is for sure a ground that the Lord will take care for me, for life and eternity. Like Lord's Day 1 tells us, that's the true comfort in thy book. Nothing out of David, nothing out of self, nothing out of whosoever, but everything because of Jesus, God's only begotten Son. Therefore, in thy book, in thy book. And he has that book and he takes it along. He took it along during his wanderings as the high priest took the name of the tribes upon his heart. Christ Jesus took the names of his beloved ones upon himself. Those who had lived in the Old Testament times, those who were living during the times that Christ Jesus was on earth, and also the names of them who will live till he will come to judge the quick and the dead, the last day of, of this world. In thy book, he will bring them out of their darkness to his marvelous light, for the first time and by renewal to experience that it is true, that it is grounded, that it is founded in him alone. And therefore, are they not in thy book? The Lord knows everything. Are you glad that he knows everything? Also what you're telling to friends also the sins your parents don't know God still do know everything he is omniscient I can hide I can pretend I can do whatever but it's in his book and in his book is also the wanderings but also the delight that he would come over and that I may hear my name in a sermon, 
my name, your name was, was not mentioned, or still was, was, was mentioned during a sermon taking you along in the experiences, not your experiences, but it reflects from him into the heart, blessing of what? Blessing of what, friends? Are you happy? Do you have wants, everyone? You know what I want? To f experience his dearness and his nearness. What are your wants? Maybe you want to go to heaven, but still like to have the delight in worldly stuff. But that cannot be. Then that can stick together. It's or without, or with him. Not making a bridge to each thing without and with, with God. Two ways, the narrow one, the broad one. You know it so perfectly. Are you glad that the Lord knows ev everything? There are people on earth they are glad with. Most of the time they are. The time that David was in by the Philistines, he was less glad. But now he writes his psalm, he is, he is glad that the Lord knows everything. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. And in God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. I'm not afraid. For thou wilt uphold my life. My soul protect me. In thy book we go back. In thy book. And the allurement is is your name and it it's not the first question of of spiritual life to be very honest and to be frank and and free it's not the very f first of, it's not even the second and and the third question but there is longing for god yearning for him for his presence to know what jesus and his precious blood means that there is the true comfort. But in the meantime remains the sermon which you have heard. And Jesus, who said, we have piped unto you, and ye have not lamented. Not lamented. David did, and you we have to miss God. But friend, I'm afraid. Probably in your life, it's bearable to miss God. It's so bearable. It's so easy to miss. And you're so satisfied with that confession and expression that you make. But your name is not in that book. There are no tears, bitterness maybe, the wise of, of your life, the wise because of the world. There is bitterness, a certain form of hatred in, but you did not lament, you did not weep, you did not cry un unto God. Are you glad that the, the Lord knows ev everything? I hope you do. Thou knowest, Lord, that I have to miss thee. And I believe. But help me in my un unbelief. And David experienced that. And for God's children, it will become 
true what, what we read in Isaiah 51, verse 11. Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. No mourning anymore, but the Lord not only guide them through life journey, not only comfort them, but to be with him everlastingly. Always, eternally, that will be the end of God-favored ones. And how is your life? Is there a connection between what you've heard tonight and what you like to experience like worldly people do. Who do you serve? Who do you really serve? And it's making a decision, it's not making a decision. We have no free will, we know that so, so well. And on the other hand, you have a responsibility. David did not take his responsibility. He prayed not for the allurements to, to resist. Therefore, my wanderings. And they are in God's book too. And still, they are washed out. They are cleansed in thy book. Their names are written by a pen dripped in blood. And therefore, they only can and will and shall end in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you, where will your life journey end, friends? Therefore, turn unto the Lord, and ye may be saved. Amen.